How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Back to back. It's a back to back. Mm. It's a back to back for But it's it's the good kind of back to back, an easier one. Hope staying at home, you know, can either watch on TV, just head down to FedEx Forum. It's not like a late West Coast back to back like you sometimes get. With the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's back-to-backs for fans out there, too. And it looked like, I almost felt like when people were leaving early last night, no shaming here, didn't that feel like, all right, we got to rest up for tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, we got we to we think about it. We got two. Mm-hmm. We got, but we got a back-to-back. Now, did you expect three-fifths of the starting lineup from last night, i.e. three-fifths of your best fans, to be sitting out on the second night of the back-to-back? I did not, and... Which is what it appears the Grizzlies are uh, are about to do. Well, I mean, you could really say, if you include Stephen Adams, yeah, four fifths. Yeah, but Stephen Adams is just like correct. Hurt. Like it's understood. The latest injury report suggests Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and Tyus Jones will. Uh, they are doubtful to play tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers. Is the official designation, and Conchar and Xavier are both listed as questionable. My question with that is, if Xavier can't go, who plays the five? I suspect he'll go. I guess, but why would you even list him? I mean, I'm sure that, yeah. I mean, in fairness, though, there's a clear distinction between Xavier and Conchar listed as questionable, Mm -hmm. while the others are doubtful. So it does suggest that he's in a different category. Yeah, I think that is, uh, I think that's fair. And, uh... So we'll see. It'll be John ja Morant will play. It appears. It's looking after like sitting out last night. It's looking like the hustle with Ja. It's not the hustle. You're gonna have Luke Kennard. You're gonna have Dylan Brooks. You're gonna have Santi Aldama. Those guys aren't hustle players. 
It's entirely possible that we could get a LaRavia sighting tonight. Isn't he listed on there? No, he's not. Okay. No, he's he's off. We're not going to get a I mean, maybe at the end. I mean, like I think we're going to get a Kennedy Chandler sighting. Yeah, I think this. Yeah, you have to have because there's no Des, there's no Des or Tyus. Yeah. So Kennedy's going to play some. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting night at FedEx Forum. It was a fun one last night. Um, we'll get into it and buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit here in a second to start today's show. 240 or so, David Cobb from CBSSports.com is going to join us. He, the author of the top 20 transfer portal uh, entries, or top 20 tr- potential transfer portal uh, candidates over at CBSSports.com. We'll get his thoughts on the transfer portal, Memphis, um, and everything going on in college basketball with the Final Four this weekend. Um He'll join us again, 2.40. 3 o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Um, <clears throat> more football stuff going on at the st- – we're wrapping up the owners' meetings, right? Would you call this wrapping up? Yeah, winding down. Winding yeah. down. You know, we're like, winding down, wrapping up. How are we, yeah. People are starting to leave town. You know, Maybe if they want to get one last thing in, make sure one last thing goes public, they're, they're finding a reporter that they know. Was this back at the Breakers again? I don't even know where it was. Because wasn't it at the Breakers last year? It changes, though. No, this was in Phoenix. Phoenix, okay. Um, this was in Phoenix, some resort in Phoenix. The Biltmore in mm. Phoenix. In, uh, in, so when in I think Phoenix. Biltmore, I think Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So we'll get into that in, uh, on the list. Also, uh, Congress is talking about it. name, image, and likeness, Jeffrey. And, of course, they're talking about it in a smart, sensible way. I of course. promise. Yes. No, they're very informed. <laughs> We'll get into that in the list. And then, uh, you know, wrap things up by getting you ready for that game tonight at FedEx Forum. Grizzlies, Clippers. Uh, a lot of personnel changes on tap for the Grizzlies. Um, first of two straight home games against the Clippers. Uh, it'll be 7 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. But let's play some buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. I got unnecessarily excited about no, that. No, listen, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I look forward to Wednesdays. I love a little buy, sell, mm-hmm. short, or go to Reddit. Um, and you got Cobb on the horizon. Like, yep, yep. All right, so buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit, basing this off of how the Grizzlies have been playing of late. They won again last night against the Orlando Magic, led by 23. Eh, kind of took their foot off the gas pedal, and, uh, you know, it got a, you know, got closer than you wanted it to late. But ultimately win the game. You know, there was never a moment in that game last night where you thought the Grizzlies were going to lose. It felt like when they made the, I don't remember what it ended up, was it like a 27-5 to run? And it was 25-5 to to end the first quarter. Yeah, they went up. They were. It was like it was like a 16-15 game. It, was like, yeah. it felt like it was like a, an 18-15 game, and then it was 32-15 to close the, <laughs> to close the first quarter. And I believe they scored the first back basket of the second quarter, so I think it was a 27-5 to run. Mm-hmm. It felt like when they did that, they're like, we're good. Yep. No, and they, they played, you know, the first six minutes of the third quarter were okay, and then from that point on, it was pretty sloppy. Um, and then Desmond Bain made some plays late to make sure you uh, kept Orlando at an arm's length, and you get another win, a franchise record 33rd win at home, uh, which is pretty incredible. 33-5, and five, right, is what they are? 33-5, and five, they have set the franchise record for most wins, most, most regular season wins at home. Mm-hmm. 
obviously with still three to play, correct? Yes, because yes, two against four, the Clippers yeah. and then Portland next Tuesday. And they're twenty-one games above five hundred. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh, wild. They're now three games up on Sacramento again for second place in the West with what six, seven games seven to go. Play, yeah, seven games to go. Um, Magic number down to five. They've won ten of eleven. They've won 12 straight at home, I believe. Correct. Overall. Uh, yes. yes. Um, after all of that, I believe Brevin has referred to it on air as turmoil. Here they are. This feeling like you could make the argument the steadiest of the Western Conference teams right now. I suppose. Certainly, certainly the one with the longest winning streak. Like I know Denver kind of sort of went into a a bit of a funk, but it wasn't like they lost seven of eight. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you feel the most confident in the Grizzlies. I'm yeah, just saying, right? I mean, are they really like? I don't know. I feel like I feel like we kind of over overestimated like Denver's form. Like, they, yeah, they had some like they had a couple of bad losses, mm-hmm. but in the end, like they were still like six and four in their last ten. Like it. Well, they, the Grizzlies, what, at one point lost, was it 10 of 15? It was, it was worse than that. It was like, didn't they? They lost like 8 of 9 at one point. Um, it was a bit of a tailspin there for a second, even though you knew they had built such a cushion and the West has been so inconsistent overall that ultimately it hasn't mattered that much. You know, that yeah, it was for a brief second there. Sacramento overtook them for second, but now feels like you know, like it would take a, a bit of another. It would take another collapse for the Grizzlies to lose the number two spot at this point. Yeah, um, and so here's my here's it, it runs nicely, dovetails nicely into the buy sell short of good Reddit, our first one of the day. Buy sell short of good Reddit. The Grizzlies are as good as they look. They're second place in the West. They look steady again. It looks like. They've unlocked Jaron Jackson Jr. in a way they've never had before offensively. It looks like Desmond Bain is rounding back into form. It looks like we're getting the best version of Dylan Brooks this season right now. I'm not saying the best version ever, but the best version he was this good season. Early. He was good early. His November okay. numbers were, like, really good. Okay. Um but it's it's certainly he, he's certainly not the Dylan he was in January and February when he was like at times it just felt like you were like man I know you're good at defense but oh boy like this is well, no, a I problem mean, there was a legitimate movement to trade him yes and um, even though I gave a reprieve I'm just reminding people out there there was a moment in time mm-hmm. when you were cheering Draymond because he called out Dylan. Mm. So that's a reminder. Yeah. But you've got that. You've got Luke Kennard hitting everything from from well, no, long range. One. Yeah, I mean, you know. But And I, I did love that's when you know a guy's also locked in shooting, even when the miss was like halfway down. Like it went like in and out, no good. Mm-hmm. It's like even the misses are still. Yeah, but he very certainly seems like a a very intriguing weapon that you've now got at your disposal coming off the bench. Maybe not tonight, but but in general, coming off the bench. Um, I think and, he's going to get some shots tonight. And then I think part of this, you have to equate, you have to factor in the fact 
the Grizzlies are as good as they look is also a reflection of like the West is as you know mucky and not that good, not, devoid of a great team as it looks. Um, what say you? These Grizzlies are as as good as they look. So I think they, I'm gonna, they're I'm gonna, the second best team in the West. I want to sell this. I only want to sell this because I think the price is pretty good right now. Mm. And I don't want to short it because of what you mentioned. The eye test says that they're good Mm -hmm. because of primarily Jaron's offensive, Jaron's offensive production the last month Mm -hmm. has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And even last night, the only reason why his numbers weren't overwhelming is because he got into foul trouble. Yeah. He got into foul trouble and everything else that you just mentioned. For the most part, like you're getting what you need out of all these guys. The biggest problem, though, that I have is what is the best win? If we go back from when they got back from the road trip from hell, Mm -hmm. the strip club trip from hell. There were two trips. One apparently went well. Or at Correct. least went without incident. Correct. The second strip club. <laughs> the return the return to the script strip it does club trip. Feel from like, hell. It does feel like in retrospect, like you know how they say like nothing good happens after one AM, you know, like old yeah. adage. Like we can add another like corollary to that. Like I think it was not, Richard Pryor. I think that's what his dad's Nothing good happens when you go to the strip club for like the well, second time in two nights. You know, like the, the, if you want to go once on a, you know, like once every once in a while, like it's fun with the hanging out with the guys. Okay, that's a good, you know, like that, that second one. So that's where I, they'll get you. I tend to agree with you, but I should also hand up. I hate strip clubs. Hate them. Mm. Like I, there's, and I'm not. This isn't even some. Oh, I'm such a amazing person. I always begrudgingly go because I'm a team, team, team guy. Mm. But I hate them. And I can't stand it. But I do think you have to have an asterisk on this. Ultimately, your man, you you support local businesses. Right, I support, and I support working women, as always. But the biggest thing is I'm a team guy. But it does feel like we have to have an asterisk next to that rule. Unless you're in New Orleans or Vegas. Because it does feel like, especially in New Orleans, like, you can just be out on bourbon, and if there's no cover, like, you just... You can just hang a right into a strip club. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, it, that does. I think th- your point is you should not have back to back strip club nights. Yeah. Like, to me, like in New Orleans, you can get the, all right, you pop in for an hour, but you don't need the in the strip club till 3 a.m. I thought Brevin said it perfectly when I think it was before the Houston game, before the road trip mm-hmm. from hell. Mm-hmm. When you're on the road, Mm-hmm. Stay out till one, not till three. Mm-hmm. I liked how he how he said that. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> it is true. You go to bed at if you if you leave at one and you're back in bed, you know one fifteen, one thirty. That's a very different next day than when you stay out till three. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. But the biggest problem is, are right, you got the no apparent reason win against the Warriors when they came back? Remember the Thursday night, Draymond mm-hmm. was running his mouth. Uh, people were cheering Draymond uh, mm-hmm. for what he said on Dylan, and then Dylan. That was a good win. That was that was a good win, and that was like a. The two Warrior wins have been the two, two most impressive during this stretch. I also think though that was the, that was like the biggest win for the fan base mm-hmm. because that was that was at a moment when 
people needed A, to be a reminder of do not ever take Draymond's side, particularly against Dylan and particularly against the Grizzlies. And B, there's still good players on this team. Remember, Dez had a good game. Jaron had a good game. Dylan was a performance artist of the highest level. But then you had the Mavs with no with no Luka or Kyrie, Kyrie back-to-back. Well, no, Kyrie played in the second game, right? No, he, oh, played, no, he played in the, in the third, third game. game. Yeah, yeah right. he played three times. Then they went to Miami in that weird, remember we talked about it that day. It was like a Wednesday sandwiched in between a Dallas and San Antonio road trip. And no, they went it to was, it. Mi- it was Miami between. Right. Between, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 so they went Dallas at Miami like on a Wednesday. And they, like, that was just kind of one of those, like, you throw it in the trash, but that was not a good game. They didn't get any stops. Remember, that was the game. I think Dez well, got tossed. It was the game after Jimmy Butler had walked off the Correct. court. It was like a yeah. more important game for Miami. Correct. And, yeah, they got – I mean, th- I mean, it's their one loss in the last 11 games. It wasn't – yes, correct. It was an ugly loss, but it was also kind of understandable at the time. So then you had the Spurs game. Where you come all the way back. You come all the way back, but you played like crap yeah. for three and a half or three quarters maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. And also, that was a testament. The Grizzlies get credit for the win in the win column. Let's be clear. That was a Spurs loss. Yeah. <laughs> more than a Grizzlies win. Then you got the other Warriors game. Yes, looked really good in that game. The yeah. Dallas game against Kyrie with the, uh, we called it a jersey swap, but there was no swapping. Yes. A jersey yes. taking. Where you hold Kyrie to 0-9 shooting in the fourth quarter. Correct. Both. Then, then the two Houston wins, one of which you looked, the, the jaw return game where you kind of were like, not great on defense without Dylan. Then you blow them out in the record-setting game. The Hawks win, I thought, was a solid win. You know? I agree. It was on the road, and you had to make plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And so when it comes down to it, it's really like three games, four if you want to include the Kyrie Dallas game that were really like good wins during this stretch. And if you look at the teams that we're talking about, Golden State, terrible on the road, and they're, what, two games above 500 right now? Yeah. It'll, I think, I think. This Clipper, these Clippers games will be. I mean, maybe not tonight anymore, um, given who's probably sitting out for the Grizzlies, and we'll get into that later again. But um, the Clippers are, you know, like they're jockeying for the position here. I am going to, um, I'm going to buy the Grizzlies are as good as they look in the sense that I think the Grizzlies have gone from underrated to overrated to now. It feels like they're properly rated as a contender in the Western Conference. Like, I think people take them more seriously than they did last year. I also don't think a lot of people view them as a serious... I don't think they are considered by... I know Vegas maybe considers them, what, as the second most likely, maybe third most likely to make the Western Conference Finals behind Denver and Phoenix. I'm looking right now. Um, Those odds have fluctuated pretty good. Yeah. I think if you put them in a series, if you look at this now, if you put them in a series against... So do you want to win the West or to win the title? To win the West. To win the West, the Grizzlies have currently the fourth best odds. The Suns with the best at plus 231. So it's also important to note, like, you're getting two to one odds on every team. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but fourth doesn't fourth best feel properly rated for them 
ultimately. I know they have the second-best record, but given what we're talking about, about sort of the teams they've beaten and how rocky, you know, I don't think you can just ignore what we saw for that stretch there completely. I would make the case third-best. But I also understand. So Who's the, third best? So the Suns are at plus 230, uh, 234, so basically, mm-hmm. you know, 2.3 to 1. The Nuggets are at plus 297. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are at plus 518. So the Warriors, okay. And then the Grizzlies are plus 592. I would make the case that I think the Grizzlies are a better title contender right now than the Warriors, mm-hmm. but I also understand why they're doing – they're putting the Warriors where they are. It's a betting market, and – you know you're going to take a ton of money on the if you're giving the Warriors out at plus money, mm-hmm. you're going to be exposed because a lot of people are just going to say, "Well, it's the they're defending champs and no one's that good and, in the West." And a lot of these odds, I think, especially this year with how tightly compacted most of the West is beyond like the top three, a lot of your odds ultimately, like the Grizzlies, will depend on like what matchup you end up with in the playoffs, like. Do the Kings actually go down in the first round? You know, like like it seems like, and that gets to a another buy sell short or go to Reddit. Brian Winhorst went on a bunch of ESPN platforms today and basically said, I, "I'm paraphrasing like this: reason LeBron came back despite being like probably still injured and probably needing surgery on his foot, and the reason why Kawhi is playing every game now and why all you know." the Warriors are are really putting pedal to the metal here, is everyone's battling for the sixth spot because they want to play the Kings. So buy, sell, sure to go to Reddit. The war for six in the West. The Sacramento is the team everybody wants to play. Buy, sell, sure to go to Reddit on that, on the, the Brian Windhorse claim. I want to buy the hell out of that. <laughs> I'll even pay. I'll, I'll, I'll pay markup. <laughs> And it's not even meant to be, you know, condescending to the Kings. I think, though, everyone's looking at it like this. That team has stayed remarkably healthy this Mm -hmm. entire year for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, part of the reason why they've been successful this year is they've had their guys on the floor for basically more minutes than pretty much everyone else. But you also know this. Part of their success is what they do on offense and their – terrible on defense doesn't that feel like a formula in the playoffs that's just not going to last because part of their offensive structure is getting out and running like they kind of have similar issues to the Grizzlies on the offensive front and that when you slow them down in the half court they're not nearly as good but you mm-hmm. get you get them well, out and and they're bad like unlike the Grizzlies they're bad defensively like, correct they're they're bottom 10 and so the question is, like, can you go and win a playoff game scoring, like, 130-plus every game? Because that's the formula for them. I, I made the I made the analogy earlier this year, but don't they just feel to me like a Lincoln-Riley team. Like, you know, like, I acknowledge they're good. And offensively, like, I think they're very good. But it just feels like when they come up in a series, their defense is just not going to be enough, and that's going to be, as in of, the end, what costs them. As of today, they would play the Warriors in the first round. I think they would be underdogs in that series. Well, I mean, based on the odds that they're giving out for the futures, yes, the Kings yeah. are the Kings are behind the Clippers, the Lakers, but they're ahead of the Mavericks. So they have the seventh best odds despite being the three seed. Wow. Yeah. And like as of as of today, the Grizzlies would play either Minnesota or New Orleans. 
one of your I, I thought you made a good case yesterday for Minnesota being the team you the the team you could play in the opening round right now as that it's shaping me. up. I mean, well, the, and they play tonight, by the way. Minnesota? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, you beat the Clippers twice here in Memphis somehow. Clippers might be the team you play. You know, like that's how For tightly sure. compacted it is in the West. Clippers go and lose two games in a row. They've won seven of their last ten. They, they're playing, even without Paul George, playing okay. Um, but you could change this thing dramatically. That's how tightly compacted it is. I've had to start, like, looking at tiebreakers for other teams. Mm. There are so many. Th- it's truly insane. Like, And we're literally, we're like 10 days away from the end of the season. I'm telling you, man, I know you'd mentioned that in the media room after the Mavericks game, the last mm. Mavericks home game, that there was like conversation from the Mavericks beat about, man, what if this team doesn't make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. If you go look at their... It was, just, it was, Tim, it was Tim McMahon. Tim, yeah. But if you go look at their remaining schedule, so right now... The Thunder have the tiebreaker over the Mavs. They beat them two out of three. Mm-hmm. And I, they do not have another game. But here's what the Mavs have the rest of the way. The Mavs have at Philly tonight, mm-hmm. at Miami, mm-hmm. at Atlanta, Sacramento at home, Bulls at home, San Antonio at home. But the problem is, like, they're already in 11th. Yeah. They're already. I mean, does three and three move you up? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be fascinating how it all shakes out. Like, who gets the nine ten? Who gets the seven eight? Who gets the five six? Does Phoenix keep the four? Durant's coming back tonight. Um, he's finally making his home debut. And like, I'm just curious what Phoenix looks like. Like, we still real. I mean, he played what one game, two games after the trade at this point. They look really good in those first couple. Did he even play two? I thought he did. Was it only one? Ah, you're right. I think he might have played two. Was it maybe like his first home game where he got hurt? Yeah, no, He. this is his home debut tonight. Yeah, I think it was the first home game when he got hurt. Tonight is his home debut, <laughs> Kevin Durant in Phoenix. Um, he played three games. He appeared in okay. three games for Phoenix. So, um, and looked, got increasingly better in each game. Shot 10 of 15, 7 of 10, and 12 of 17 from the field. So I think it worked worked uh, pretty well. Um, had 37 against Dallas in his last. Do you remember in that game yeah. going against uh, – I don't know if Kyrie played in that game. But, um, yeah, that is interesting about them. Okay, last buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Based off of last night's NBA action, the big – I guess the big quote-unquote big game was the – Warriors-Pelicans game. Warriors come back from 20-something down. Steve Kerr said it was all because of Draymond. Draymond fired him up, was yelling at everyone. Other team, the refs, the, the Warriors themselves. And he he, he gave credit to Draymond. Um, he also did a lot of other things during the game. Um, Draymond gets a free pass. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Because in addition to yelling, like, he was yelling at the other team, including some, it seemed like, rather aggressive things that feel like, it felt like he got one technical and very easily could have been thrown out of the game. So, 100% buying this. Mm -hmm. I do not understand. It's the free pass from media. Mm. Oh, we're blaming the media. No, no, but, no. Okay, for instance. Dang, media. 
He dropped a hard P word mm. on camera, mm. and you can hear it. Yeah. Well, he, he, we devil's lit- advocate isn't that isn't that TNT's fault for putting it on air? Well, the, where I, are the censors? Well, they tried. They tried to cut. Like if you look at it, like <laughs> they cut immediately. Yeah. Like when they realized it, so they did try to. Where's my? Where's the seven second delay? He also tried to kick. Uh, tried to kick a guy in the head last night. You can make the argument. He is, he, you can make the argument. He's rounding into playoff form. Mm, yeah. Getting yeah, those, he was stretching. Yeah. Was, yeah. Exactly. Making sure those muscles still work. I do not understand this. Where are all the think pieces from all the heroes out there that wanted to crucify Tiger Woods for a tampon joke? Mm. You say you say yelling, calling someone the p word. Well, yeah, where those during are, a during a correct. NBA game that's caught on camera. Correct. Same thing. You're Draymond, equivocating it to Tiger Woods getting caught on camera. Correct. Telling yeah. a uh, this guy doing a tampon joke. We have video evidence of this guy. Punching a teammate in the face and knocking him out. And yet, He's, all we had was the documentary about him taking his kids on a plane saying, I have to think about what I've done. This guy sucks. And I do not understand why he just gets this blanket treatment. He's got, he's got the Barkley magic. Barkley was has been like this, too. He can say and do whatever. Now, Barkley... I. I find he is nowhere near as entertaining as Barkley. No, Barkley. Nowhere I, near. Barkley is more endearing than than. Barkley Draymond. could read the phone book and we would laugh. <laughs> the phone book kids was a thing that we used to have to. It used to be delivered on our doorstep, and you would literally look up people's phone numbers. Yeah, good old phone books. Good old phone books. Um, I I think. Uh, I don't know if he gets. Ah, this is the tough. TNT crew last night. Got out their best tap dancing well, he's, he's shoes. He's an employee. He's paid by is TNT. He, is he an employee or is he a subcontractor? He's a contractor. He's a contractor. So, I, would say at this I mean, point. in the end, he's a pen and a contractor. Yeah. Like, but also, they're paying him. When has that stopped the TNT crew from going after anyone? He's just now a, the problem he's just is a competitor. I do think had it been the Thursday night crew, yeah, I think there would have been more. But it was the Barkley would have gone after. It was him. the B team, and it was the B team that. Doesn't really like to push Jamal, Jamal Crawford. They don't like to push the envelope. And I, again, my they big, just got these gigs. I'm less upset with them. I'm talking about the lifetime treatment that this guy has had. Yeah, it blows my mind. He is clearly a dirty player. Mm. He is irrational. But it's like, oh, he he talks to us, so therefore, like, we're gonna cover his ass. He does speak his mind. Whether you agree with him or not, right. the man speaks his mind. Of all the things he does that bother me, that one's the least. Because at least when he talks, I get the I get the opportunity to be like, everything you just said was factually incorrect. <laughs> uh, he is an antagonist. In this day and age where we criticize everything, he gets... So little compared to how much material he gets. I feel like some people view him as like don't like him, like you. Like I think I don't think you are like alone. I am in the giant minority. I don't know if it's a giant minority. Not in Memphis, but of NBA watchers, I am in the giant minority. I think you're right that on a national level, he is he is viewed in a way like he is viewed as a superstar in some ways when he shouldn't be. Just because, yeah, I I think. 
We give Durant more crap than we give him. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think we don't view – we certainly don't – you don't view Draymond Green in this, as the same caliber of player as Kevin Durant. No, no Draymond does. Green's the luckiest NBA player to ever live. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and his entire existence is based upon the fact that he played with Steph Curry and with Klay Thompson in their prime. If he gets drafted by the Kings – he is not in the NBA still. Mm. I 1,000% believe it. You're not giving him a free pass. No, because I'm, ha- I'm having to be the hero that has to just push back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Reddit on this. It's, on, it's the people. He went to Michigan State. That's true. He's a little. But I don't think he gets a free pass. I think plenty of people hate him. I'm saying from the media at large, he gets a free pass. And it's not even close. There's no one else in the league that gets more of a free pass than he does. Ooh, let's he see. literally kicked someone in the head again last night. And by it the way, was inadvertent. Got another T. Did he yeah. intend to get that one? Maybe I'll get rescinded. We've had a couple. Res- Jaron Jackson Jr. just had one rescinded from last night. Today. Maybe they're in a forgiving mood. Maybe he's going to get a free pass from the from the uh, review the official review people. He, or, but I mean, that's the thing. He's already had some rescinded. Like, I would. Do you want a Warriors Grizzly series? Do you want another one in the first round, or at all? Both. First round, no. You 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 wouldn't mind a second round series with him again, a, a Western Conference. Now, actually, I, do we have any idea what's going on with Wiggins? And I'm not even saying to spec. My deal is. Are we sure he's playing in the playoffs? I feel like they would have said, listen, he's out right now, but he'll be back for the right. playoffs. They, if they knew. They've been very clear that, if like. If they knew. I, I don't think they know um, when he's coming back. I think they know what's going on. And my gut tells me the way they've talked about it and how private it's been kept suggests that it's something very, like, the team views it as legitimate. Like yeah, I know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying though. Maybe you would rather play them in the first round than the second round because it seems more likely to me. Like, there's a better chance he's back in the second round. If they don't have him, mm-hmm. I think the Grizzlies can beat them in six, maybe five. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the Wiggins thing is, you know, will he? You know, like ultimately, he's missed a lot of time at this point. You know what? What's going to change between now and ten days? I don't know. That's what we're talking about. Over the next 10 days, will he come back? I don't know. I think, yeah, I would, I would be fine seeing them this year. I don't mm-hmm. think they're that good. Yeah, well, that would be it would be fun having them back here. I think they put everything into last year, and I think that this – like, you've seen – they've tried to, like, turn it on, and they've done a decent job of turning it on at home. That but, series would be the, – the crush of media – that would be, like, the oh biggest first-round series pot. Like – would there be a bigger first round series than Grizzlies Warriors? The only I other, guess like it, Phoenix versus. Well, I was thinking if. Oh, you're saying in general. Um, like, I don't think you can get like Phoenix. What about Lakers? Lakers what about Lakers Denver? Yeah, I don't know if that's bigger than Grizzlies. Here's the question: So the Lake this year, it's been very obvious. It's to me if like the Lakers were to somehow get up to the five spot, or like if. Yeah, yeah, that would be the only thing I could think of. Or 
Because it would be like Phoenix play. It would be like Durant versus LeBron would be so the only other. This year's TV ratings, the Lakers round. have been the biggest draw by far. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, is any Lakers could, series bigger, period? Any Lakers series bigger than what? Grizzlies, Warriors. Yeah, Lakers, Phoenix. I just think the Lakers in general, yeah. you can make the case. Yeah, maybe Lakers, Denver, maybe, yeah. I don't know, though, because Golden State is a pretty big thing to match the Lakers, and I don't know, I feel like because of the bad blood, I think, I don't know, I think it'd be bigger. Now, you have a you have the potential for a Bucks-Hawks uh, series or a Celtics-Hawks, Celtics-Heat series, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. anything, I, I think, I think... The Lakers series could be the biggest series just because of what it entails. It's LeBron. Like, it's just the draw. But then after that, it would be that would be the biggest series. Yeah. And I think there's a case to be made that it could be Warriors-Grizzlies. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's turn our attention to college basketball. we got David Cobb coming up next. He's got his top 20 transfers available in the portal. We'll get his thoughts on perhaps Caleb Love to Memphis and more. We'll do all that next with Cobb right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Giannotto and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannotto and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb covers college basketball and football for CBS Sports. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Kind enough to join us each and every Wednesday Cobb, we got a new addition to the transfer portal. Tulane's Jalen Cook announces he will enter the portal, but he will test draft waters and maintain his eligibility. Would he crack your top 20? 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's the type of guy that could. I mean, yeah, he was all, a big first team all conference. That. Nineteen points, five, almost five assists. I'm gonna be honest. Smells a little bit like Kendrick Davis last year. A little bit. Maybe not quite as good, but... Dollar Store Kendrick. A little undersized scoring point guard coming from a conference rival. Kirkland's signature Kendrick. I had had Kendrick Davis ranked number one in my transfer portal rankings last season, and I would stand by that after the season he had. I had Nigel Pack, too. Like, I'm pleasantly surprised uh, looking back on it with the accuracy that, that I sort of forecasted all that. We'll see on Cook. Like I, I, I would say top twenty, yes, but I don't know if I'm ready to go like top five. But okay. I know, I know, I know Penny would would probably like him. I mean, Tulane kind of had Memphis's number there for a minute. He had a big, and, ga- he had a big game at FedEx. He ruined Larry Finch and Lorenzen Wright Day here at Fed- here in Memphis. Jalen Cook, he had the big game for them. I know it, it's kind of funny, wouldn't it be like if if Memphis ended up getting Khalif Battle? Uh, which I know he's visiting other places and whatnot, but like just the intra-conference. We, we've discussed it on the show here. I think one of Penny's. I'm not saying this is his guiding philosophy, but something that factors into into his decision making when he's taking, especially a transfer. Man, like if the, if you busted him in a game, like if you if you really had a good game against him, he, I think that goes into consideration. Yeah, look, he went out and got Frank Kate on his coaching staff too. Yeah. Uh, more more evidence of that. I mean, hey, uh, good on him. If the dude can can beat you, like there must be something to him, right? So go out and get him. That would, he's the the Jalen Cook is the type of player who they're going to need because we've talked about it a lot, and I've heard y'all talk about it even more in recent days. You know, just the um, perils of relying so heavily on freshmen next season. And I've already seen where you know the the one dude got told to take a hike uh, two back. Um, you know, so. We, Penny's he decommitted, to be... David. Okay, come on. He decommitted. <laughs> All right, right. right. I'm, I'm sure uh, Ian. No, no. Mun, remember, Mun, he told Muns. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he did yeah, actually say yeah, the he, Muns. He 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 put it out on social media. Decommitted. Told Muns in an interview. You know, it was like uh, Penny said, like there wasn't room. Right. Yeah. It is what it is. But he, you know, you got to have some vets on the roster. You got to have some dudes who can score on the roster as well. And the the guard uh, contingent in the portal. Is, is starting to look pretty strong. Uh, there are some some good guards, uh, especially in that undersized mold uh, that could help fill the Kendrick Davis void. I don't know that any one player altogether fills that void, but there are some out there who I think Memphis is interested in who could help fill the void. So you've got your top 20 list over at CBSSports.com. To be honest, I've seen a top 50 list from one publication. We've got metric advanced stats-based mm transfer rankings i would recommend yours because you're going to continue updating them like i don't you know like if you're getting like the number 50 rated transfer like that doesn't feel good you know like that's too that's too far down the list i feel like 20 is a nice round number um it it depends what role you want them to play uh keontae kennedy and uh elijah mccadden they weren't on my top 20 list but they could mm. they could be role players for you but i'm not gonna rank like i'm not i don't have the time to to go that far down uh the list i got other stuff i gotta do uh, for cbs but i I bring it up because your number one transfer and i noticed he's ranked very highly at these other on these other lists as well whether it's by metrics or by analysts writers what have you Oregon's Kalel Ware, the the big man from Little Rock, Arkansas, um, five star recruit. Memphis is one of um, one of many teams that has reportedly reached out to him since he went into the transfer portal. 
I'm curious, why did you rank him number one? Um, he's obviously a five-star recruit. Didn't play as much as he probably wanted to at Oregon, hence why he's in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Well, I get big-time Walker Kessler vibes from this transfer. You, you got a guy who uh, goes to a place where there is a log jam in the front court. They also had Infali Dante and Nathan Biddle in the front court at Oregon. Those were five-star guys as well, and it was hard for Kalel Ware to get more than 15 minutes a game for Oregon. But if you go and look at the numbers and equate them out to 30 minutes a game, or go look at his per 40 numbers, the dude can be an absolute stud rim protector. That's something Memphis uh, lacked a little bit of this past yep. season, uh, rim protection. So Kellel Ware also can step out and shoot the three. He only did it at a 27% clip for Oregon, but he took like four per game, which is pretty insane when you're only playing <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, so there's a lot there. I mean, when you got a, a former five-star prospect with those types of tools – uh, he could be a multi-year impact guy for you, or he could be like Walker Kessler. Go somewhere where his playing time doubles or more than doubles, becomes one of the best shot blockers in the country, and then he's off to the NBA after just one more season. So mm-hmm. there's just a ton of potential there uh, with Kellel Ware. And then you also, the other big name being bandied about in conjunction with Memphis is Caleb Love from UNC. Uh, you have him, I believe, number four on your transfer list, top 20 transfer list. What do you make of him? He obviously was awesome when they went to the national championship game during that run. Um, Did not have a great year this year, but the whole team didn't have a great year this year. Um, What do you make of Caleb Love? Yeah, the the vibe around Caleb Love is is maybe he's not the best uh, locker room guy because he likes to get his shots up. And on a North Carolina team that needed to play through Armando Baycott on the interior – all too often, their offense devolved into hero ball from Caleb Love. So the guy is spectacularly talented. Look no further than the Final Four run UNC had last season. He was a huge part of that. But at the end of the day, on a team that has other good players, Caleb Love is not nearly efficient enough to take 15 or 16 shots per game. Now maybe if theoretically he winds up at Memphis, there's not a, a ton of other big-time scores around him. He's playing against a slightly lesser caliber of talent in the AAC versus the ACC. Maybe he does get 15 shots a game at a more efficient clip for Memphis, and maybe that's what Memphis needs. But I would say just beware. Like, don't get don't get drawn in by the fact that this is a name and a former five-star guy. Like, don't go after him purely based off of those credentials. Just look at the, the efficiency numbers a little bit. Look at the turnover numbers. Uh, before you just get so uh, over the top excited about Caleb Love, yeah, it'll be. I'm, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how Penny does all this. I have a column out at CommercialPill.com about because you also have to factor in if you're Penny Hardaway, is you have this top five recruiting class coming in, and I know as you as you mentioned, like you know the the thought is you got to get older dudes, you got to build through the portal right now. Relying on younger guys is not you know is not a it's not the best path anymore all of a sudden. Um, you know, the, the days of, like, Calipari dominating with one-and-dones and Duke dominating with one-and-dones seems like it's passed a little bit. But at the same time, Penny's got a, a potential one-and-done in Mikey Williams coming in, too, that he has to consider in all of this. Um, he has said when, we, when I asked him towards the end of the season, right before the NSA tournament, 
Like what, you know, did last year's team, which was just like completely full of seniors, convince him that's the way you have to go? And, and he said, well, sort of, but like he still thinks a blend is the best way to go. Like you want you you want both, a bunch of veterans and a bunch of really good young guys. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you make of kind of what roster composition should be like moving forward? Like it, it can't be all transfers, right? I mean, like. No one can be that good in the portal. Um, like ultimately, it's a lot like regu- you know, high school recruiting, and that you know, if, if a guy, if one of these guys in the portal sees like two other good dudes in the portal or going to a school, like, well, I don't know if he's going to want to go be the third banana at a, at another school. Like, how, how do you look at this in terms of what is the ideal way to do this? Yeah, blend is the right word. I mean, if that's the word Penny used, then he's on the right track. It's got to be a blend. And then the other thing that Penny and that Mikey Williams need to understand about this next season is that you can be a one-and-done prospect without being the leading scorer on your team. You can average less than double figures but still demonstrate skills and ability that make you attractive to NBA scouts. I mean, go look, Jarris Walker, uh, the second leading scorer, second leading rebounder, second on the team in blocks at Houston. I know he plays a different position, but he wasn't just blowing the world away with his productivity, yet we're still talking about him as a likely lottery pick. I mean, go look at, at Anthony Black from Arkansas. He didn't even shoot the ball all that well from three this year. He wasn't Arkansas's leading scorer, but he demonstrated a lot of the, the skill and the intangibles and some of the efficiency that make him an NBA prospect. So I think it, there's an old school way of thinking from early in the 2000s where it's like you got to go get your numbers to be a lottery pick and to make good on your five-star prospect rating. But I think evaluation has evolved to a point where it's not so much about the numbers as it is about the tools and the efficiency. And you can display those without being the primary offensive option uh, for a team. And I would hope that uh, Memphis – isn't going into next season relying on Mikey Williams to be their primary offensive option. If they are, I think they're going to be in for a long season. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. The way Penny is attacking the transfer portal suggests he is not thinking he is going to rely. He he, he can rely on Mikey Williams to be the the one sole engine of this team. Um, and it's, it's interesting you bring up Houston because I think you're right. The best scenario here. Is and obviously Mikey Williams is a completely different player than Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker's a stretch four, maybe a five, maybe a stretch five in the NBA. Going to be a top ten pick probably. It looks like based on the mock drafts you see. But he was a dude who was just surrounded by four other vets and really mm-hmm. six other vets if you take that whole row. Seven other vets if you take that whole rotation Houston had. Um, and that to me feels like if you're Penny Hardaway. That's the ideal setup. You're starting Mikey Williams because he is, you know, he's not coming here to be a marginal player, but you have four other vets, many of whom you're probably going to try and grab from the transfer portal right now, surrounding him in the starting lineup. Yeah, absolutely. And if he turns out to be Brandon Miller, then, then sure, give him the ball and, and let him go to work and do his thing. But in all likelihood, that won't be the case. Uh, you're talking about uh, somebody who you would like to see as your, your second or third leading scorer. I mean, another example, Derek Whitehead. He declared today. Yeah. Didn't even average double figures this season for, for Duke, but a six-seven wing with the tools and the three-point shot that even after an injury-plagued freshman season, he was able uh, to likely uh, prove himself as, as a lottery pick. So, I mean, that would be – I don't think they're going to be uh, as maybe transfer-oriented next season. Memphis, I'd be surprised um, in terms of just the, the number of transfers that they get just due to a, a scholarship situation. 
but but the names are starting to fill up. Like the the, the uh, initial top ten transfer list that I did about ten days ago. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.